How come you never recorded radio commercials? I've done a few. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I never heard them. What channel are they on? Rock 102. Never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> all I hear is the nut. I hear the nuts commercials all the time. The nut? Yeah, she does commercial. Yeah, she does. Yes. She's Erin McNutt. I know. Hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 229. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. We're going to continue the arc of the Kaldheim Commanders by talking about a Sorolf Wolf Realmeter deck. Now hit our theme song. Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another... Whirlwind Adventure, how you doing? Good, what is going down? Whole ton is going down, we got a super exciting deck to talk about as we move through some commanders from Kaldheim in sort of a new arc. Yeah. We got some stories to tell, some people to thank, some very in-depth pop culture super current conversations to get into, but before we get to any of that we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. Your source for all your gaming needs. Ooh, very much so. And after I got the official CCO hat on, so you know that there's going to be official studio CCO work being done. Packs, beers, the packs of which, at least, are courtesy of Business Daddy, FusionGamingOnline.com, where you can go and use CCO Fusion 5 promo code. Get 5% off your entire order. 5% off. And when you need your packs, you got to be in Canada to get, like, sealed product, but... Uh, when you're me and you need packs, that's where I go. Yeah. I, bought a, I bought a whole shit ton of foil land from there a little while ago. Oh, yeah. Like a shit ton of them. Because it turns out... Because you, you, wanna... you don't have any foil lands? Well, I don't have any foil snow-covered land. Oh. And I want to run Scred, Ryan. Scred? <laughs> right? And if I got to run Scred, I need... Oh, man. I'm not going to say I ordered 27 foil mountains, but I fucking did. Nice. I wish that Scred, <laughs> or I wish that there was a... a, a Deals damage to a player equivalent of Scred. Oh, yeah. oh, baby! Hey, in Thor, that's exactly oh, what it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. So, if if I guess if anybody on on YouTube or anywhere that you can comment wants to see Brando's Thor deck once it's done, it's like another mono red deck from Brando. If you want to see that, let us know comments or get at us on Twitter at CCO Podcast at CCO Brando. You can write in CommanderCookout at gmail.com. And, of course, if you have your own Thor deck and you're a Patreon supporter, you can shoot that over to the Preferred Decklist channel. It's one of the many benefits to becoming a Patreon member of the nation. Yeah, very much so, of which we have a couple new ones. Should we do some some shout-outs? I guess. Before we do, I guess we should say we do have a jank and a competitive decklist channel there, too. And, yes. <laughs> and everybody's like, whenever they ask me about one of my decks... They posted in the fucking jank deck channel. Hey Ryan, is this making your making your deck whatever? And I'm like, mother ass. <laughs> you think everything I play is jank? Well, you think everything you play is jank too. To be oh, fair, yeah. <laughs> unless it's Animar, you think all your decks are jank too, and they're oh. fucking not. Oh yeah, thanks. I appreciate yeah, that. No problem, man. Yeah, that's, that's some good ass Valentine's Day camaraderie. Right there. <laughs> I'm wearing my pink shirt with oh, my ball yeah. sack on it. I am ready for Valentine's that. Day. Oh man! See, once you say that, my if you're watching on the YouTube channel, 100%. if not, you, can, you my shirt totally looks like a like a nutsack. Yeah, yeah. Which is just welcome to the new subs on the YouTube channel as well, and welcome to the 36 percent of you who watch that aren't fucking subbed. I don't get that, but <laughs> <laughs> welcome. You can feel free to subscribe. Patrons, we Patrons, mentioned them, right? Yeah, right. 
one of the benefits, of right. course, is you get fu'd on the on the on the on the air on the show. You get a verbal finger blasting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And we didn't actually we didn't talk about any nicknames, so this is straight off the cuff. I hope nobody can tell. Oh shit. The first one is an increase. Big thanks to Papa Dio. He he increased his pledge. We appreciate you and f you. Oh, very much. So I actually called him Papa Bitch on a stream one time, <laughs> and he changed his name in the Discord to that. So big thanks. Okay. Josiah Shoe. What? This should be fucking easy. He's like fucking a shoe. Like Joe like Joe Shoe. Joe Shoe. Joe Shoe. Wait, is that the Joe Shoe Vest? Like Liliana's brother? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Man Lily. Man Lily oh, Josiah Shoe. I like Man Lily. Man Let's Lily. Go with Man Lily. Yeah, I like it. Because okay. it sounds like a like a bee hole. <laughs> yeah, gotta go get my man Lily bleached. Randall's got a man lily on his shirt. <laughs> oh, well, Josiah, man lily, welcome. Thank you. And of course. F you. Very much mm-hmm. so. Okay. Last, last shout out. Thank you. This is Peter Vase. Pete Vase. Yeah. Pete's Vag. I was going to say, it kind of sounds like that one girl that I used to work with that you had the Jones for, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Except this, like is, a... this, is the, this is Peter instead of that girl. Right. <laughs> uh, not as good. <laughs> we don't know that. Maybe he's probably a great guy. Do you think he has a snake tattoo up his whole body? That was a microphone stand. But it had a snake wrapped around it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> see the snake. All you've seen is the microphone stand. You work in radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy I got to see the microphone stand, man. I'm just happy I got to see the whole tattoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only ever saw part of it because we were at work. Makes sense. Yeah, she like just showed me some of it. That's why I knew there was a snake on it and not what any of the rest of it was until you told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird coincidence that you just knew the same person as I did. That is very strange, yeah. And that she had this giant microphone snake tattoo. Takes all kinds, man. Yeah, it takes all kinds, especially in the nation. Peter, Peter the Snake Vase. Oh, yeah, I like that. The snake? Do we have a Mr. The Snake in no, the we, nation no, yet? No, we totally don't. And we should. Of all the places that should have a callback to a drunken 80s wrestler, we should definitely have somebody yeah, that's the and snake. That, and that hot chick I worked with. And, <laughs> yeah. And now we do. Yes, yeah, sweet. Peter Vase. The, Peter, Peter the, the Snake, snake Vase. Yes, that yeah. sounds like a wrestling name. It also sounds like something that you could buy at a weird curio shop. Like, what's this? Oh, it's a snake vase. Well, what's in it? Well, you put a snake in it, and then you play a flute, and the snake comes oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, 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 right? I got this. I got this. It's a vase. I mean, you play the flute, but flowers come out like snakes. Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty cool right there. Patent pending. No. Okay, CCO flute playing flower snake vases. Yeah, very much That's so. how we're going to hit it big, Ryan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? F our content. In spite of the <laughs> fact that Wizards super loves us now, and we're going to talk about that I was just going to say, second, you beat me to the segue. We, we might need some also, you know, magical merch to yeah. to, to keep us going. Well, you know what? Magical merch is in in the, the workings. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, gears are moving. We're just waiting on stuff. Apparently, stuff like this takes a fucking long time. Who knew? Like art and ordering and getting quotes and like negotiating. Yeah, right. So it's all in the works. You've seen the CCO dice in the past. Uh, if Joe's got the video for the YouTubers, he'll use it again. It goes in your face. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Exactly. Yeah, super sweet. If, if he doesn't, that's fine too. <laughs> no, it's not. He's a professional video editor. He should have shit like that. I suppose so. Calling you out, Joe. Yeah. Well, he'll edit something funny onto your face <laughs> or something. It's it's all in the works, as are the next, I'm going to say, bundle of CCO preview cards. Oh, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. 
Time Spiral Remastered. Right. CCO Previews. Tune in either wherever you get the podcast. Right. The podcast like this on YouTube, the vodcast, if you will. And also oh, yeah. the we're doing a shorter, like a like a five or ten minuter. Uh, for anybody who doesn't listen to the podcast so they can still see the preview cards, March 2. We got some good-ass cards this time, too. Y- yes. We well, can't say, the, the, we the can't last say, card we got was good. Super good. But like, the, the, we can't say too much, and I we want to. can't say it. Oh, but fuck. I'm, I'm actually really excited for ours. I'm really excited for them. When I read the first one, I was like, oh, this is, this is fucking cool. We got this. And then I realized that there was three more. Yes. And I was pumped about all You got to scroll down the email, hey? Yeah, and it was, I'm really pumped. I'm really excited to talk about our preview cards. Yeah. So, so that's cool. March 2nd, big thanks to everybody in CCO Nation who watches and listens and made the community such a great place that I could actually advertise and tell Wizards PR people, like, go and look at, like, the interaction and the fun and the great place that CCO Nation is, and, and they they bought it. <laughs> <laughs> we got them fooled, guys. We got them. <laughs> so plenty of fun. We've got uh, Seralf Realm Eater, if you guessed that on YouTube yesterday. Yeah, did we mention that yet? I guess I talked yeah. about it in the intro. Yeah. Sort of. That's that's who we got. And give it a read for anybody who's not watching. Okay, he is a legendary creature wolf. Three, three, four, green, black, one. Whenever a permanent opponent controls is put into the yard from play, put a plus one, plus one counter on him. Then he has another paragraph of text that reads at the beginning of your upkeep, if he has one or more plus one, plus one counters on it, you may remove all of them. If you do exile each other non-land permanent with converted mana cost, less than or equal to the number of counters removed this way. <gasps> Holy fuck. Call time is officially the most wordy set of all time. It has the most words on cards of any magic set ever. Was that like a thing? Is it a real thing? Yes. Oh, that's wow. a real stat. I, I think I think uh, Scryfall did the math. Possibly owing to all of the modal double-faced cards. Y- yes, but other... Not entirely, but I mean, cards like this... It's the like, next yeah. most wordy set was Ikoria, and then the next most wordy set was like... It was like a set of old like that had 350 cards in it, like the old big sets. Oh, yeah. Those um, are good. So, like, Zendikar Rising also had modal double-faced cards. They're all land. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, there was, like, tap and then, like, a symbol. You know what? The modal double-faced cards, it doesn't take away that, like, it's it's like, oh, yeah, they're they're more complex. They're twice as complex. They have twice as many words, right? Like, yeah. yes, that's why. But cards like this don't help the complexity, Yeah, definitely right? not. Let's break it down. Three, three for three. We like it. Yes, that's... Fine. Golgari colors. Fine. Also okay. Whenever a permanent an opponent controls each shit, it gets bigger. So we Very can good. we can pound. We could take people to Pound Town or Lip Smack Town, depending on yeah. Lip Smack Lane. Lip Smack Lane, Dink Stomp City. Dink Stomp Court. Dink <laughs> doesn't make sense. That doesn't roll off the tongue. Dink Stomp Boulevard. There we go. Yeah. We got there. Yeah. We got yeah. there. Uh DSB. That sounds like a bar. I used to go to a, like, uh, when I went into Edmonton, there was like MKT. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's called, it's the market, right? It used to be like an old train market or some shit. I don't know. It's some industrial looking restaurant now. It's called MKT. This is uh, uh, DSB, Dink Stomp Boulevard. It's like the industrial hipster fucking bar. (laughs) You got to like sort of wear a collar to get in, but it's not like a formal place. And it's like $12 beer night every night. Yeah, you got to lay your dink out and they stomp on it and that's how you get your beer. (laughs) That's the special for tonight. You don't want to know. What, you don't want to know what regular price is. <laughs> so yeah, something gets their lips slapped. It gets bigger. We can stomp. Okay. Also, at the beginning of our upkeep, so we've got to wait a whole turn. 
we can remove all the counters and then it gets everything that's smaller than it? Yes. Every, is that it? It's not yeah. everything the same number as counters. It's everything smaller same than Same or it? less. Same or less. Equal than to the... counters, not uh, power. Okay. So it's like first you get all the ones and the zeros and then you get all the twos and the ones and the zeros and yeah. so on and you may remove so you may remove all counters if you do exile cards. Ooh, exile. Yeah. It's, With it's, converted mana cost equal to the number of counters. Yeah, homie doesn't fuck around. He's yeah. He's dust and shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get your get your uh pull from eternities and your rift sweepers, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Ooh. I'm reminded, I have another game story quandary oh. salt mine experience that I want to share with everybody. Oh, okay. So, Is this good or bad? Uh, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. So I'm playing a pickup game, which I should stop getting into. I always seem to get these weird... <laughs> it's nothing against randoms, but my goodness, I run into a lot of salty people out there, and I'm yeah. not sure why. And the guy was like, hey, you know, play whatever you want. My deck had... I forget what the hell he was playing. He was playing something that had... He said, oh, I have opposition agent in mind. Like, yeah. we'll just deal with it if it comes up. It's fine. I was like, well, I have a deck with opposition agent in it, too. Can I play it? And they're all like, yeah, sure. And it stacks tracks, huh? And I said, it's also a stacks deck. Is that okay? Yeah. Play whatever. Like, it's 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 fine. Yeah. So I do. You should call it a control deck to disguise that. The fact <laughs> that it's a stacks well, deck. <laughs> when I hit somebody with Tangle Wire, they'd get mad if I said it was just a control deck. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, so, you're right. But anyway, so we're playing along, playing along. And just with the way things worked out, Buddy went for like a turn three brainstorm to do some stuff. Yeah. And I hull breached him. Oh yeah. Like just you flashed to, it in? Yeah, flashed it Fuck in. So yeah. I got three treasures and he put two cards from his hand <laughs> on top of his library. <laughs> and so now he's salty as hell, right? And that's important to the story, oh, both man. because it's funny and because like it's this is where I think the salt might have come we, from. We don't condone this type of behavior, but when you want to play like grown up decks. Yeah, when you're in a situation where they say, yeah, play whatever. Okay. Do your stuff. Yeah. End of the game is coming up. I have a Vorinclex in play with my Atraxa. Like new, 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 new Vorny. N- new Vorny. Double counter Vorny. I'm thinking of the new name for him. Like Nulamog is Norny. 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 New Vorny. Norny. Okay, got it. And I've got a Magistrate Scepter. Magistrate Scepter is an artifact from Masks where you can tap some, I think it's three mana to put a counter on it. You remove four counters, you take an extra turn. Exactly. Yeah. So now with Vorny. I was I went activate magistrate scepter put two counters on it. Yeah. End of my turn. Attracts a proliferate. Get two counters. Get two counters. Take activate an extra turn. Infinite turns. Infinite turns. Oh, like, fucking sick! And I'm like, okay, I I got this. This is it. But salt dude. Did you find that like? Did you find that interaction natively? I knew you played magistrate scepter, but did you think like? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I just kind of was like, wait a minute. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I can win this game. This is good. And Salt Guy, which is why I told why he's so salty story, was like, no, you can't do that because you don't have priority during the end step. Da-da-da-da-da-da. You emptied the stack. Your turn is over. You have to let the turn pass. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. And he's like, no, it's totally how it works. You have to have a thing on the stack to put new things on the stack. Now, I'm right, right? Like, I can do exactly what I said I did, right? If Resolve Atraxes proliferate trigger on my Magistrate Scepter. Yeah. Before the turn actually ends, I will take an extra turn after this one. Then I start an extra turn. Correct? I believe whenever the stack empties, the the active player or the player whose end step it is would receive priority again. Yeah. And when you receive priority, you can activate abilities or cast spells that, as long as you're following the timing restrictions of the phase that you're in. 
boom. But so that's a thing that sometimes so, you just run into. Where I guess guy- let us know in the comments if we're wrong though, or on Twitter, just at CCO Brando. Yeah, like was I wrong in this situation? Did I actually take all those infinite turns? Because what what ended up happening was the other guys were like, because I think they were kind of tired of this guy too, <laughs> yeah. and they were just like, "You got it." Yeah, because like I had it on board, like I had everything. You know what? Hey, get, get this. You're playing Atraxa. You're yeah. playing Norny, New yeah. Vornclex. Yep. Taking infinite turns in your stacks deck against random like people in a pickup game, and there was salt. Weird. You've become a magic fucking normie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you've become a magic normie. Yeah, I just wanted to tell that story to kind of get those, like, those things are out there, and I didn't necessarily have yeah. a bad time with it. I just wanted to make sure, A, that I was correct, B, if I was not correct, I want to get corrected yes. and help people out else yep. out there who might have this situation. Live and learn, right? And B, encourage people, if you're in a situation where somebody says, hey, I'm going to play something super shitty that isn't fun, in the air quotes. You don't interject. Get, yeah, don't get mad when you're not having fun because you said, let's do stuff that isn't, air quotes, fun. Yeah, it's always important to interject. And you and I are both advocates for communication when... Mm-hmm playing with people that you don't know 100% of what their style or their deck is, right? Yeah. It's easy when you and I play, hey, what are you playing? Oh, this, oh, this. Okay, fine. Yeah. Right? But sometimes we always say there's a little bit more dialogue needed to make sure that everybody has similar expectations or are in the range of deck power levels that is, like, okay for everybody at the table. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to have those conversations so everybody kind of gets the most out of the game. And we had a great game. It's just Buddy was just like, you could tell that he was just yeah. the yeah. whole time. It's like, ah, oh, That's shit. fine. You know what? It's it's fine. You did you did your part. Yeah. Three out of four people having fun ain't bad. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Seralf. Should we do a deck? Well, we got one more thing. This Uh-oh. is this is Anthony Reich. I think that's how I say it. It's Anferny on Anferny. Uh, on our on our Discord channel <laughs> and Phyrexia598 on Moxfield and I think Twitter. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm super glad I get to call somebody Anferny. Anferny, thanks for the happy. list. We're we're gonna we're gonna get to it right now. Now as much as I like saying Anferny's name, reading through Anferny's deck is slightly different because we do not have custom categories today, Ryan. We don't. We don't. And you know what? F him for that. But we do have some redundancies that we have gleaned from reviewing the list, and I think that it would behoove us to kind of lump some creatures and effects together. Yes. We'll start with the creatures, I suppose. Yeah, we can creature it up. All right, first one is an Abyssal Gatekeeper. Abyss. Could be lumped in with some guys we're going to talk about in a bit, but we're not going to. We're going to talk about this one. Okay, we'll lump those other guys because I think we, we talked about that already. Abyssal Gatekeeper, originally, originally from Weatherlight. I like this creature, by the by. I like this one. Cool art too, hey? Yeah. This is a 1-1 horror for Black One. When it dies... Each player sacks a Creech. I used to play this in Lord of Tressorhorn. Neat. Yeah, sack my own dude to Lord of Tressorhorn, have to sack and fuck another dude. <laughs> Jesus, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I only played Jank, remember? <laughs> How about Asslime? Asslime, ETBs, destroys a target, artifact, enchantment, or land. 2-2 two, two Death Touch. A Shia Soul of the Wild. Oh, yeah, look at this. I don't, I don't know why this is... A Star Star for Green Green 3, Elemental... Power and toughness, each equal to the number of lands we control. Great. We're playing 35 or 6 land in here. 35, 34 land in a double face, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Non-token creatures you control are forest lands in addition to their other types. 
So this is kind of like a land too, isn't it? I guess. I mean, it. This will give us mana. It prevents you from getting rifted. Non-token creatures you control are forests. Yes, it prevents rift. Yeah, like all the things that say destroy target non-land permanent, all your creatures are lands now, so it kind of protects your dudes a little bit. Oh, I like that. But other than that, I I guess it kind of is a ramp spell, I guess. Yes. Do we have things that say sacrifice non-land permanent in our deck? Let's keep reading. Let's keep going. Let's keep reading because there's going to be a theme that we can start to develop here. Also, keep in mind when it says everybody sacks a thing, everybody doesn't think that's going to make your commander bigger. Yes, that's That's, the theme. That's important. Bane of Progress. Ooh. When Bane of Progress enters the battlefield, destroy all artifacts and enchantments, and then you put a plus one on it for each one. So remember, if if Bane of Progress gets, how many does it get? Eight? Let's say it gets. Let's say it gets seven. Low end. By the time you're going to play a six-six, I'll bet you you're going to get between five and six, virtually guaranteed. Okay. So let's say we get five, even on the low end. We're we're five for oneing, right? Yeah. But also, this would turn our commander into a an eight-eight. An eight-eight. At like the least. Because whenever a permanent goes to the graveyard from our opponent's battlefield, Ooh. he gets bigger. Sorolf. Is that his name? Seralf? Seralf? Seralf, yes. Seralf. Yeah, okay. Getting big. Thick daddy. Now we're into the... the, the re- Speaking of salt, how about a butcher of Malakir? Yeah, speaking of salty daddy. Whew. This is a 5-4 flyer at whenever... This is grave packed on a creature, right? It is. So whenever we sack a dude, they all sack a dude. Well, whenever one of our creatures eats shit... Yes. They sack a dude. Yes, so. yes. Durr. Seven mana for that, but it is a creature... Yeah, so you can hit with it, it flies, it blocks, it's fine. It's okay. Yep. Chittering Harvester. Hey, a mutator. I like this one. Whenever it mutates, each player sacks a creature? Each opponent sacks a creature. Oh, yeah, Yeah. okay. And it's a 4-6 for mutate black 4. You mutate that onto whatever the fuck you have. Seralf. And that counts as mutating, right? Sure does. Yeah, so it mutates once, everybody sacks a thing, Seralf gets big. Super good. Okay, and we've got a couple other mutators too, right? We do. We've got a. We'll we'll get to them. Okay. They all they all do different shit. We'll hit them. Some of them we played last week. Some of them are new to this week. We'll hit them. Now here is one of those cards that we're gonna lump. Okay. We've got Demon's Disciple, Fleshbag Marauder, Merciless Executioner, and Plague Crafter. Okay. All of these. Those could those could get lumped with the Abyssal Gatekeeper, even though that's a dice trigger or whatever, right? But go go ahead, say your thing. This is a 3-1 for black two, all four of them. And when they come into play, each player sacks a creature or a pla- in some cases or a planeswalker or in some cases discard a card as well. But all of them are three ones for three that come into play. Everybody sacks a creature. Okay. Excellent in this deck. Yes. Neat effect. Yep. Why do they keep reprinting it? Did we need four of these? I don't know. We we had the, a little bit of the conversation, and I've I've thought of a couple things since then. My okay. first argument, or my first rebuttal, or answer to why do we need four of this exact card is well, we've got four or more of lots of different cards. Sure, one one flyers that, or, or whatever that ETB and draw a card, or pay some amount of mana. ETBs bounces a guy, for example, right? They are all subtle variations, though not exactly three ones. For three. It's the, these are three ones for three. That They're not all the same creature type. They're not... And, and none of them are really tied to a plane. Like the original one, Fleshbag Marauder... Is a zombie. You could print that into virtually any set with some different art if you wanted to. 
And it would make sense. So I just don't see why they keep reprinting it. And this is what I had thought of since we talked after seeing this Demon's Disciple, which is a the 3-1 for 3, right? ETBs, sack a creature, a planeswalker, everybody does. This one has the creature type Cleric, which was important in Zendikar because of Party. And sure. this one needs to be a Cleric if it's going to see play in Standard in the coming year with our our Forgotten Realms set where parties maybe going to be important again. Let me hit you with this. The OG Fleshbag Marauder yeah. is a warrior. So yeah. it does all it checks all those same boxes. Is warrior part of the party mechanic? I believe so. Is it? Yeah. Warrior? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh I don't know, maybe because they didn't want the zombie in standard? I like you, I, it, I, yeah, you I You know, I'm, I'm not saying, "Oh, why are they doing this? This is It's just a strange thing to a strangely specific thing to just print all the time. It's because yeah. it's not like a utility draw it's card. Fine. It's That's... not a it's not a two mana kill a creature. Yeah. Right? There's tons of those. But like a three one for three, everybody sacks a thing. It's just a Maybe three one is the magical place they want that effect at, right? Sure. I mean, just for, for the limited environment, right? And you got any theories, let us know down in the comments. I just think it's a, a strange thing that they're printing a play set of that card. It's just something I find odd. Moving along. Dirgebat. <laughs> Dirgebat is our next mutator. It is a 3-3 flyer for Black Black 2. Or, it has Flash also, which is important. Or you can mutate it for Black Black 4. When this creature mutates, destroy target creature or planeswalker in opponent controls. And that's why it's got Flash, because you can Flash mutate it. Because mutating it is casting you it. Flash tate it. Oh, yeah, Flash tate. Don't fucking Google that. <laughs> no, no, do not. <laughs> And you just think, oh my god, it costs six to kill a thing? Don't care. We get a three-three flyer. Exactly. Or or a big big flyer. Yeah, you could put this under your Seralf to give it flying if it's a. Oh, 40, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, this is a this is a cool card. Yes. Okay. Cool. Next up, we got Draugr Necromancer. This is a new call timey. It is. Yeah. Okay. This is a four-four for black three snow creech zombie cleric. Uh, I guess they do want zombies in standard. Okay. If a non-token creature an opponent controls would die, exile that creature instead with an ice counter on it, right? Yep. Okay. You may cast spells from among cards exiled by your opponents with ice counters on them, and you may spend mana as or mana of any color to do so. That's a pretty cool card. Yeah. And that especially because we're killing, like, every single card except for, like, one that we've seen so far kills stuff. Yeah, they're going to have dudes that are fucking dead. Yes, I love dead dudes. And we can get When they're them. my opponents. <laughs> this is a neat card. I like this one. Cool cool I, art, too. I really do like that creature. Good good find, Anfernee. Okay. Next up, we have another card that I like in Eternal Scourge. This is the one. This is a 3-3 three, three for 3 that you can cast from exile, right? Yes. So if we exile it with Seralf, we can cast it again? Yes. Is that why it's in here? Are we, are we going to go infinite with this? Maybe. It's possible. Yeah, very much so. But All we need is a fucking uh, food chain. <laughs> then we're going to win. <laughs> but we don't have a food chain. S suggestions? <laughs> Add food chain. Yeah, what food the chain. Fuck? You'll fucking win. Next up, we have our third mutator in Gem Razor. This is the 4-4 Reacher with Trample that destroys an artifact or enchantment our opponent's control. Yes. Very cool. Glowstone Recluse, we talked about it. I think we we talked about this last week. It, it kind we of did. solidifies that Mutate is kind of valuable in Commander, I guess. Mutate is really good, especially when you're playing like a, a Voltron-type style. It lets you kind of... 
especially glowstone recluse in this deck because it puts two plus one plus one counters on a creature when it mutates so you can mutate it onto your seralf and now it's got two counters oh on it. yeah that is actually a good one kill a couple dudes get some more stuff and now you're yeah you're, you're wiping out your opponent's yeah again just day. be careful lots of these are whenever this creature mutates right so you're doing it onto the same creature so you just got to be careful yeah you can get eight for one pretty easy yeah and like seralf during your upkeep kind of has an out but it's not like an activated ability. It's a triggered ability during your upkeep that you got to wait for. So if you're just like waiting to fucking, oh, I hope I can untap and nobody's <laughs> going to kill my guy. It's <laughs> probably not going to happen. Sorry. So we're talking about sacking, especially with the flesh bag marauders. Oh, and yeah. Sacking and bag and dude, man, <sighs> what the heck? What is going down, <laughs> man? How about Masaryk? Crawling Death Priest. Crawl Death Priest. Not crawling. I like crawling. Death <laughs> just Priest regular better. crawl. He's a two-two flyer for Golgari and three. Shout out to Evan. This is one of his uh, one of his main daddies. Hey, this old yeah. buggy dude. Whenever a player sacrifices another permanent, whenever a player sacks a permanent, okay, put a plus one counter on. <clears throat> Fucking each creature you control. <laughs> this is a powerful card. You played against Evan's Masaryk deck? Oh, yeah. It fucking slumps and slacks. It's stomps and smacks. And that, that This card is outrageous for one reason. And it's not because it's too powerful. It's a 2-2 two, two for fucking five. It's fine. Yes. It's that you have to individually keep track of the counters oh, and all yeah. your creatures. And it's so irritating because it's like... Fleshbag Marauder. Okay, everybody sacks four things. I'll put four This guy will have six counters, and this guy will have eight counters, and this guy will have six, yeah. five counters, and this guy will have yeah. two counters. It's like, fuck me. You know what? You know what would make it super easy? Is if you had like a whole ton of CCO dice to do that with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. yeah. Everybody just please be patient. They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever played this next card on the show. Oh, man. And I that love surprises this card. me because I, like I love this it guy. too. Phyrexian Obliterator. This is a 5-5 five, five for black, 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 black. <laughs> There's four black pips there. Trampski, and if a source would deal damage to him, that source's controller sacrifices that many permanents. What the fuck? Do you remember playing against this in standard? Because I do. <sighs> that was a heck of a card in the day. Oh, man. And the power level of that card is high. I'm I've never even you. owned one of these. Oh, yeah. I should get one. I think I should 21 have one bucks these. still. And they've well, seen a reprint, too, in um, M25, MA25, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you... Did you read what it says? I think it makes sense. It'd be costing that much money. Yeah, that's a good-ass it's card. It's a solid And whenever card. they deal damage, they sacrifice that many guys, and Seralf gets bigger, and then they get stomped. Yeah, and they still get fucking hit by the Phyrexian Obliterator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. How about Ravenous Chupacabra? Oh, that's enter the battlefield, destroy an, uh, a creature an opponent controls. Correct. So that's going to get its guy, right? Yes. Uh, we got Sawtusk Demolisher. That's another mutate guy. That's the Beast Within one. That Beast Within's a non-creature permanent. They get a beast. Yeah, they get a beast, and then we just make them sack it again. So yeah. we're giving them the resources. They're like, no, I don't want any more. Ah, take another beast and fucking kill it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it can turn our Seralf into a 6-6 six, six with Trample if you mutate onto him. Oh, yeah. So it gets That's you. fine. It brings your Voltron power up. Another card we played last week? Yeah, what the hell? Are we yeah. just playing the same-ass deck? Uh, Guys, stop sending us green decks. <laughs> Slippery Bog Bonder. Yeah, enters a battlefield, got flash, gives a creature hexproof, right? Hexproof counter. I imagine that's four hour to gain our Seralf. Yeah. To keep yeah, him. you flash that in during your upkeep or whatever, and keep in response to it being killed. Just to keep him safe. And the last creature, and I think this is the topical conversation that 
we get into that I cr- that I crave <laughs> is Turgrid God of Fright. Ooh, yeah, this is a brand new double face card. Four five God for black black three with menace. Whenever an opponent sacrifices a creature or a permanent or discards a card, we get it. Permanent card. Yes. But yes, we get it. We we just get it. And notably, we get it from their graveyard. They don't discard it, and and we get it instead of them discarding it. They discard it, and then we get it. Yes. So if we had like a graph digger's cage that says creatures can't enter the battlefield from graveyards, or whatever card says that, sure, that would stop this. FYI, everybody, <laughs> just <laughs> FYI. And the other side is Tegrid's Lantern, which is black three tap. Target player loses three life unless they sack a non-land permanent or discard a card, and four, one of which is black. Untap it. Yeah. So that's it's inf- food- if you have infinite mana, you win the game. That food Tegrid's chain Lantern. is looking looking a little bit better now, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's only like a hundred dollars. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if it's that much, but the foils sure are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can untap it infinitely, and it it like tor- torment of hail fires them once. But if you can do it infinite times, they're you- just gonna sacrifice all their shit. Our guy's gonna get huge. Well, and then they're or they can just start paying three life each. Yeah, and then they then they die. Yes. Yeah, but Turgrid God of Fright has lots of people lit up on social media. Oh, this is a toxic commander. This is so terrible. You shouldn't play it. It's too strong. It's too good. It's too this. It's too that. It creates unfun game states. It's hard to do on on VEDH. And of all of those things, I have a couple thoughts. Hit me. I don't think that any card is toxic. It's just a card. Yeah. And... The card has some connotations attached to it, yes. the Those might kind of imprint themselves onto the player, and people might think that that player plays toxic decks, or that player is toxic. So like, it, I talk about playing stacks all the time. If you're like, oh, Brando's a stacks player. He's, I don't he's play toxic. Yeah, I don't think that that's the case because, uh, for you specifically, because you are a communicator. Yeah, and you're you're experienced in it because not only do you talk about magic every single week for hours on end, you think about the game lots. You're experienced in VEDH at this point in time, so you know that a card like this isn't very good. Cards like, uh, not Gaunty, the other guy, yeah, Gaunty, right? Yeah. Cards like opposition agent. opposition agent, yeah, are not very good, and I think more than anything else. Sorry, I just sniffed into the microphone. (laughs) People need to be considerate of other people's time when they play. And not like, oh, you're wasting my time. But when I sit down with somebody, one of my main goals in playing Commander is for everybody to have a good time. Not just me, right? So I'm considerate of my friend's experience when they play with me. And that's not because we have a cast and an image to uphold and we want to sound fun. It's because we all play this game to have fun. Yeah, nobody's playing this game to get rich, I don't think. And and nothing nothing that I said there has anything to do with Turgrid. Correct. She's just the vessel that started that conversation because people are blaming this card and by proxy the people playing this card for being toxic or unfun or pub stompers or whatever the term you want to insert is, mm. right? I think that this card in this deck is a fine include because the front side does fine things. It does exactly what the deck is doing. It's and getting the, value for doing what the deck is doing. And the back side is like probably better than the front side, really, <laughs> because it's just going to 
do more of what you want. Like, what do you think? What you wanted to talk about the, Turgrid in mass? I think that Turgrid is the poster child for the turn zero conversation. There are some commanders that you're going to play against, and we may or may not have content coming up about this, where you're going to sit down, you're going to look at the commander and say, okay, I know exactly what I'm getting into. This is going to be shit. We need to kill this player. Groaners, right? Yeah. This one, I think that you can build Turgrid, and I say this because I did it, to not be the... Not every Turgrid deck is going to have Pox in it. Not every Turgrid deck is going to have Torment of Hailfire in it. Yep. Not every Turgrid deck is going to be just Saxa, Saxa, Sax, Sax, Fleshbag Marauders all the time. Yeah, or right? or, or two, ten tutors, find your infinite mana combo as early as possible, backsider, and kill you. Exactly. Not every deck is going to do that. Some of them are just going to play it because, hey, sacrifice removal is, is good, and you might as well get some value out of it. Yep. And I would argue that focus discard is pretty damn bad. In EDH, like not many, you don't see too many hypnotic specters floating around. Yeah, you don't see too many people playing duress, you know. And yes, this card makes duress really fucking good. It makes Thoughtseize really good. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> if there's a card, know, if there's a card, and you and I are advocates for this, if there's a card like Turgrid that makes things that are normally regarded as not very good or bad, even if a card makes bad cards playable. That's the kind of shit that you and I like. Yeah. Right? And I think that Turgrid really falls in there. And you could just sit down and say, yeah, I'm playing Turgrid. It's not loaded up with a bunch of sacks. I'm not playing smallpox. It's, in my case, it's zombie tribal with a Liliana sub-theme. Yeah. So, like, my Lilianas will make you discard cards, so I'll get some things. But, like, you know what I mean? You know what I... Here, here's another thing I just thought of when you're talking about, like, playing Lilies alongside your Turgrids. Turgrid is the type of card you're... Let's say you're newer to Magic. You've been playing Magic for a year or so. And a bunch of the people that I've played with in the last few times I've played VEDH are like, yeah, I've only played 16 months. Or I just started playing with, with name your set in the last two years. Sure. I play a fetch land or a dual land and they're like, oh my God, right? Lots of people don't have Thoughtseize to make Turgid really good. Lots of people don't have Grim Monoliths and Basalt Monoliths and, and the the cabal coffers and stuff that make all the huge big bat black mana infinite fucking food chain in this deck for example to make turgrid go infinite they don't have those cards so when they sit down they're playing their their what like, is it the liliana's Demon, triumph and well d d yeah, demon's disciple demon's and disciple and their their commander legends version of fleshbag marauder they're playing the turgrid deck but it isn't like mind twist from fucking beta, yeah. right? And it's not grim monoliths and mana crypts and stuff to power Turgrid out on turn one and 87 tutors to find your infinite... It's not that, right? Yeah. So I think if you're, like you said, having that good rule zero conversation and you can identify that this is a newer player maybe playing their first ever control deck in Turgrid because she's pretty stout fucking control commander Shit, yeah. for mono black, play it. And as the game develops, maybe you'll surprise yourself. And like I do a lot of times with new players, you know, you give them a compliment. I like this interaction. You, you, this is the kind of thing you might want to mention at the start of the game. Like, hey, you said like this deck isn't that powerful, but like you did this thing on turn three that is eh, pretty, pretty good <laughs> that you actually cast like a demonic tutor for that you told me that you, that you bought. Like, yeah. Okay. So you can just, you can help people mold like their, their rule zero presentation of a deck 
and Turgrid kind of facilitates that for new players, she's which is great, good. She's a great poster for that, and I think that you can build her to be fine. And yeah, you can build her to be a broke-ass piece of garbage, but you can do that with so many other commanders. Yes. So, whatever. I think that Turgrid is fine. I play her at the head of one deck, I play her in the 99 of another one, and I make no apologies for it. Yeah. Do, do we have to change our Sea Monster Zur example? Or can we just keep using Sea Monster Zur? We're, we're going to keep using Sea Monster Zur, because we... we fucking invented that okay <laughs> all right we've hit both of our pop culture references i guess so. let's talk about some sorceries okay you you know what clump some clump some mana things we have cultivate farseek into the north kodama's reach nature's lore rampant growth sky shroud claim sylvan scrying three visits that's fine all of which are some amount of mana Search your library for some kind of land, put some of them into play, some of them into your hand. Yeah, and the only th- land that we might want of note with like that Sylvan Scrying is like the Faceless Haven, which is a creature, and the Tyrite Sanctum, which puts plus ones and makes Sirulf like a god or something. Indestructible right? yeah. thing, yeah. So that's cool. Okay. Blessing of Frost. Ooh, distribute X plus one counters. Among any creatures we control where X is the amount of snow spent to cast this, and then you draw a card for each creature you control with power four or greater? Yes. That's a snorcery as well. Snorcery. We played that one last week also. Cool card. Did we? We did. Oh. Cool card. I like it. Blood on the snow. Another snorcery. Yeah. Yeah. I like this one too. (laughs) This is a sorcery. Destroy all creature or destroy all planeswalkers, and that's for six mana. Then, return a creature or planeswalker card with converted mana cost X or less from the G to the B, where X is the amount of snow spent to cast this snorcery. I dig that. That is... What's what's reanimate worth? One or two mana? Sure. Sure. That's what we're going to pay for it. And what's Wrath of God worth? Four. Four. So that checks out. Yeah. Math, math checks out there. It's on one card, too. Which I mean, is great. Do do we get our own thing back, or can we get anything back? It has to be our stuff. Oh, that's so fine. you probably get your Seralf back. Yeah, and or or we get uh, we get our Fleshbag Marauder back that we just sacrificed, <laughs> right? You sacrifice it. You play Blood on the Snow. You get it back again. You sacrifice it again. Everybody's that's six plus one plus one counters for Seralf. Well, yeah, but you killed all the creatures, so he's probably dead. Ah, no, we got Tyrite Sanctum. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of doing it all on one card, how about Casualties of War? Oh, yeah, Casualties of every fucking thing. Choose one or <clears throat> more. Destroy target, artifact, creature, enchantment, land, or P-dubs. Nice. That would be a Planeswalker. Love that card. Yeah, that's lots of mana. That's six, but you're getting lots of stuff. I think it's worth it. And you don't need to get all of them. The way it's worded, you could choose one or more than one. However many you choose. You can make the card super bad or super good. I'm going to pay six to kill one creature. I mean, I guess if you're going to lose the game, if you don't kill that creature, it's still pretty good. Yes. But minimally, you should be killing a creature and a land. Man, I love the colors on that card, hey? Oh, it's so pretty and foiled. The the green sky and the green and yellow, like, war of the spark sky. And all the dudes just getting wrecked. And that fucking teal and white explosion. That's just, that's sweet. Cool. Anyways, we have a damnation that just kills just kills everything. It's wrath of God. We have a drown in sorrow. Oh, look at this! All creatures get minus two, minus two until end of turn. Scry one. That's a three mana kill all the tokens. It's pretty cool. That's fine. I'm into it. 
Feast of Succession. You like this one. Uh, y- yeah. You like the art on this one. <laughs> Shut <laughs> This is Black Black 4 for a regular sorcery. All creatures get minus 4, minus 4 until end of turn. And I become the monarch. Cool. Yeah, I like it. That means I just draw a card at the end of turn. So, like, what's minus 4, minus 4 worth? Four mana? Four mana. Well, Languish, I think, is four mana. Yeah, I, and we're playing Languish, FYI. It's four mana, so draw a card for two. That's fine. It's all right. Yeah. Innocent Blood. Oh, this one. Fucking this one. Slaps. <laughs> Each player sacks a Creech. For one. Just black. Yeah, black. Everybody sack a dude. You know what? That is that is that's black giant growth <laughs> in this deck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's great. How about Killing Wave? We don't play Killing Wave enough. Yeah, Killing Wave. This is black X. For each creature, its controller sacrifices it unless they pay X life. That's another great... Uh, Great reason to put that old food chain in there. (laughs) (laughs) Mire in misery. Each opponent sacks a creature or enchantment. Mono black. Yeah, look at that, hey? Of course it is. Yeah. We just talked about this. Smallpox. Smallpox. Each player loses a life, discards a card, sacrifices a creature, then sacrifices a land. Savage with Turgrid. Yes. Savage. Yes. Not always condonable, though. Yes. Yes. You maybe have a sideboard for your Turgrid deck. That's the uh, turn zero conversation we were talking about. Yeah. Torment of Hailfire. Hey, there it is. There's our boy. Yeah. If we, if we don't want a Turgrid's Lantern you, we can just old school to, to, to torment you 1. 1.0. 1. 1. Yeah. yeah. Uh, repeat the following X times. You... Each opponent sacrifices, no, loses three life unless they sacrifice a permanent or discard a card. Non-land permanent. Oh. It's important that it's non-land permanent. Yeah, and, and we're putting them in a little bit of a, a pickle because right. they don't want to sacrifice their dudes because our Seraph will get bigger. And but they don't want to discard their cards because then they won't have any cards. Yeah, and they don't want to But they also don't want to die because then they'll be dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the card is good. Okay. <laughs> I was talking about uh, with Ryan. I like the art on this one because it looks like Virtus is like flipping a dude like a coin, and I just think that's funny. And it's Virtus's maneuver. Oh yeah, he's maneuverable. This is black two for each player. Choose friend or foe. So that's a friend or foe cycle from Battle Bond. Right. Each friend returns a creature from their graveyard to their hand. So friend is yourself. We would be our own friend. Yep. And then for each foe, they sacrifice a creature they control. That would be all of them. That's right. Yeah, or politically, you could choose your your opponent as a friend. I guess you could do that. You maybe, could. Maybe they have something that they they need that you need, right? Sure, sure. Let's do some instance. I think it's mostly removal, right? We got Assassin's Trophy, Beast Within, Death Sprout, Diabolic Edict, Force of Despair, Go for the Throat, Liliana's Triumph, Putrefy, Soul Shatter. And Vona's Hunger. Oh, and Windgrace's Judgment. All of those are removal spells of some sort. They kill a thing and they get a beast. They kill a thing and they get a land. They make or you they sack make you a sack thing. a thing. Yeah, yeah. They're they're all goddamn removal spells. And you like Windgrace's Judgment, right? That's an instant. People forget that. Yeah, I sure do. That's five mana, but you get one thing for each player. Each. Yeah. Each opponent. Each I think. opponent. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Super good. Cool. And then we've got a heroic intervention that saves your guy. Malakir Rebirth. This card, I think this is going to be a little underrated fucking gem. This Mm. is a land on the back, comes into play tapped, just like black mana. Great. But instant for just black. Easy to hold up, right? Choose target Creech. You gain two life. Lose two life. You lose two life. Yeah, thank you. Until end of turn, that creature gains when it dies. Return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. 
So we just target our guy when somebody else kills him. It dies, and then it re-ETBs. Yeah. Pretty cool that, that because it actually leaves. It doesn't become indestructible. It doesn't regenerate. It leaves and comes back. So you could uh, put the Fleshbag Marauder, Fleshbag Marauder trigger on the stack, Malakir rebirth your Fleshbag Marauder, sacrifice it to itself, bring it back, and then sack it to itself again, and then yeah. everybody has to sacrifice two dudes. Your yeah. Sroth gets six bigger, he- and then you fuck them up. <laughs> yes, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just play it as a land. Shut up. <laughs> We're going to nature's claim. That dis- destroys artifact or enchantment and its controller gains four life. In a pinch, you can get your own thing and not die. <laughs> I have seen that play. I have done that before. <laughs> I, had to, I had to kill my own uh, mana vault to keep myself alive. Because I, oh. lo- I was just losing a life every yeah, turn, every well, turn. I was like, That's like gaining five life, man. Like, oh, I'm, too fu- I'm too low. I'm too low. <laughs> and everybody's like, man, we'll just leave him alone. He's going to die on his own thing. And I was like, no, no. I'm just going to go up four. I'm going to go up four turns worth of you guys hoping I was going to die on my own thorns. <laughs> I, t- I time walked three people four times each. <laughs> I don't know if it's that good. In that one particular situation, it is. Good. Sheltering word. This is the one that gives Hexproof until end of turn. If that creature's you gain life equal to its toughness. Yes, That's sir. fine. We'll gain th- three or more life for Seralf. In Snakeskin Veil. Plus one in Hexproof. I think that card's good. I'm telling you, that's from Call Time. It's a gooder. Vines of Vastwood. Hey, look at this little guy. Hey, remember this one? From, I do. Yeah, this from is... back when Infect was, a, was yeah. a thing. Yeah. Okay, target creature gains... Hexproof. Is it Hexproof? Target creature can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control this turn. That's Hexproof. Gains Hexproof until end of turn, and if you kick it for a green, that creature also gets plus four, plus four. There's a trick with Vines of Vastwood, though. When you like a, when you target your opponent's creature or something, they can't target it? Yeah. So you could use that like as a green counterspell? Like if somebody targeted their own guy with a pump spell, you could say, I oh, know you can't target that Vines of Vastwood. Yeah. <laughs> Is that real life? I, yeah, as far as oh, I know. Sure, okay. All right, we have enchantments. We have Dictaste of Erebos. And Grave Pact. Yeah, that's when we, when our guy dies, everybody sacks a creature. Very good. We have Glistening Oil. That gives our guy Infect, so now he doesn't need to hit you for 21, he needs to hit you for 10. And by the sounds of how much sacrificing and re-sacrificing we can do, probably pretty easy. It does put a minus one, minus one counter on a creature at the beginning of the upkeep, but with Don't so care. many plus one, plus one counters going on, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then when the creature dies that it's been equipped to, the oil goes back to your hand. Also so that's good. Just freaking good. Yeah, you get the oil back with your with your Malachar rebirth or whatever. You get the creature back and you get the oil back. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. awesome. In search of greatness. Yeah, you know what? This was on our first CCO's top five and five. I it think was. this is card number two. Yes. And we compared it or said it goes alongside things like Survival of the Fittest or Birthing Pod or Vanifar. And I've heard a lot of other people say that they're soft on this card. They say, oh, Lifecrafters Bestiary does the same thing, but you can draw cards late game, right? And it's like, you play this on turn two, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may cast a permanent spell from your hand with converted mana cost equal to one plus the highest converted mana cost among other permanents you control. If you can't, you scry one. Okay, so we cast this on turn two. You're telling me on turn three, I don't have a fucking three drop in my hand, right? No, I'm not telling you that, because you do. I'm speaking to everybody who's soft on this card. Okay. On turn four, you're telling me that I don't have a four drop permanent in my hand? I probably am going to, right? So I've gotten two cards for free off of this card, and then on turn five, maybe I don't have a five drop in my hand. Maybe I don't. 
right? And then I don't you scry into one off of the scry that you get. But then I still get to scry, and it's for two. Yeah, so I I do like this card. I think that I stand by our pick on the top five and five. Maybe maybe it's at number five instead of number two, just so I can fucking commiserate with the softies out there on the <laughs> the, the, uh, the I'm soft on in search of greatness populace. Well. Pfft. I like cards you can set and forget and just get value of oh, forever. Yeah. And it's not so good that people are going to be gunning for it. Yep. Right? Yeah. You know passive income. It's all the rage these days, right? You That's set it and forget it. You just invest in GameStop and away you go. Ah, well. Yeah. No, maybe not anymore, but for that, like, three days. Bitcoin or Dogecoin, though, you're fucking probably good, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to us. We don't know shit. But you can listen to us when we say... That's the deck. That is it. That's it. I, You know what? I like it. I think that it's probably a fairly stout control list, which I appreciate. Lots of instant speed interaction. Mm-hmm. Great for drinking beer and just forgetting, chatting. Oh, wait. What happened? Oh, fuck. I'll kill it. Right? Yeah. Easy. Easy. <laughs> easy to do. Not that the deck is easy to play because you have to know what to kill. Yeah. But you're going to be able to kill it. You will have a decision tree that is has many branches, but those branches aren't going to be long and winding. Yeah, there you go. Mm. They're going to be the fat ones that you can sit on and it bends up and down in the wind and you hope that it doesn't break. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes it'll break, though, so just be careful. That's when your commander gets killed. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> exactly. And down will come baby cradle and all. That's how it works. That's it. Strengths and weakness? Strengths and weaknesses. We kind of said what the strength is already, right? Like, yeah. Like Seralf is a triggered ability that happens at your upkeep. Yeah. Right? It would be it would be better if it was at end of turn, but here we are. Here we are. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's a little bit slow, I think, right? If you want to catch everything in Seralf's world realm eating bite, you need to have lots of things die. Yes. And things will die natively. We don't have to do all of it, but they're going to die just from Seralf attacking because they don't want to take 5 or 6 or whatever commander, right? So they're going to block and kill stuff. So, but it's going to be a little bit slow. And you've got three other opponents who are attacking or are sacking things or are cracking fetches or whatever. Like, stuff's going to be hitting the graveyard. Seralf is going to get bigger. And when I say you have to know what to kill, you need to be able to have a plan, right? What's okay? What's What can stay and what can go? What do you have to save up for, save mana for, to make sure that doesn't hit you or kill you or disrupt what we're doing? And you have to be okay being the control deck, letting other people kind of do some of your work. Which is a skill that, like, people, you can't, you have to develop that skill. Mm-hmm. You don't just have it when you start playing Magic. You get scared of stuff. We have to kill that right now, right? And sometimes in control decks, no, you can just fucking, that can stay. It can stay. Yeah, it can, as long as it's not attacking me, I don't care. Or, 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 if it's, or if it's something that is hurting more people than, hurting somebody else worse than it's hurting us. Even if it's, like, giving us a slow bleed. If it's gushing on somebody else. Yeah. Eh, I'm going to leave that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, man. So that makes the deck a little bit uh, hard to play. It's a little tricky, but I think it would be lots of fun. There's lots of neat interactions. I think that this would be, an, like, as much as it's hard to play, it would kind of just be your are we, game. Hey, are we moving over to the strengths? Is that what this is? Yes. Fun? Okay. The, I think it's fun, and I think that the while the game plan is complicated, I think it's also kind of an easy beer-drinking deck because at the end of the day, at the very baseline, what are you, what are you doing? I'm going to play this wolf, and then I'm going to use the cards in my hand to kill some stuff. Yes, to so make sure that, that you can't fuck with me. Exactly, and it's just, and then you turn a dude sideways and you you win. You yes. know, I think that that's a strength in a deck where you have lots of fun interaction, you get to play fucking magic with people, but it's not so goddamn complicated that you have to resolve this ridiculous combo somewhere, and that's the only way you win. 
Yes. It's, it's straightforward. It's it, the, Read the card. It tells you what the card does. Look at the deck. It tells you what the deck does. I got this. I got this. Hit me with it. It kills many things. Oh, yes. Very much so. Through Sacrifice, too, which, which is great for indestructibles or what have you, right? Yeah. Okay. It can almost beat my boy Brashy T. Almost. Well, it, it's a control deck. It isn't an aggro deck, even though you're probably winning through combat damage with Seralth or something that you stole with Turgrid. Right. This is a control deck, which we we don't do as much of, right? I think our 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 mentality a lot of times is aggressive and uh, kind of like a progressive deck. It wants to move towards killing its opponent, where this one is going to let the opponent kind of do more of the work. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a cool change of pace for us. Yeah. But it is capable of explosive kills. Oh yeah. Edict something, sacrifice our own guy, blood pack or no, uh blood pack, grave pact. Grave pact. Give something infect, just fucking kill everybody, right? You get yeah. your Sheralf up to like twenty power after a couple edicts. You drop down a glistening oil? A, a glistening oil on your bane of progress. You kill two people. Bang bang. There you go. There it is, right? Yeah. 201 bucks? Wow. Yeah, hey. Lots so, of new cards, lots of cheapies. Truth, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a I, thing. I think Turgrid's probably the most expensive card in the whole deck. And she's only like five bucks. Oh, no, uh, Torment of Hailfire is. It's like 12 or something. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah, which is which is fine. You could play Exanguinate in that slot. Yeah, you could play something that isn't Torment of Hailfire there for sure. Yeah, like, you like uh, fucking Mind Twist. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Siphon Mind. That's yeah. a, Everybody loves Siphon oh, Mind. Oh, yeah, Siphon Mind. That's the black two target player discards too? No, everybody, all your opponents discard a card, and then you draw a card for each card oh, discarded this hey, way. hey, that's a good card. So you play it with, Tur- with Turgrid, and then they all discard three things. You fucking get them, and then you draw three cards. Siphon Mind is a good card. I would like that one in this deck. Meh, 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 meh. Couple couple spendy cards, fine. Two hundred bucks, fine. Fine. Spice calculator or card of the week? Let's do card, card of the, of week. the week. week. What do you think? Week, I, you week, know what? Week, you know where I think we go with this because we spent so much time on it. Tell me. I think we go Turgrid, God of Fright, slash Turgrid's Lantern. You think? Well, I agree. I agree. I want to promote discussion on like rule zero kind of formulating your deck's mission statement this is what it does this is the effect that the deck wants to have on the table i want people to be upfront about the experience they they think their opponents should have when they sit down and play we're all about fun so yeah. uh, and and unique experiences on cco and in the nation so i hope that people can kind of formulate that into how they describe what they do and i think turgrid is a challenge for people to do that with, and I encourage people to be challenged and and do the Turgrid thing, have the discussion, promote the dialogue. And Turgrid. I'm gonna I'm gonna boost it up, and I'm gonna say we should do Turgrid because if you want to go out and build your very first control deck, uh-huh. Turgrid's a hell of a choice. Yeah, and you can build it fairly simply. I like that. Like you like you're used to playing aggro, you're used to playing combo, you want to just. Try a control deck just to see if you dig it. Turgrid is a hell of a place to start. Yeah, you could play the not not Siphon Soul, not Mind, whatever. What's the what's the one from Ice Age with the brain that's unraveling? Shred memories. Black no, two. It. It's really old. <laughs> Target player discards two cards. It's bad, but I love the art. <laughs> I don't know. If Joe can find is, it on is YouTube. It mind that's rot? Great. Yes, Mind Rot. God the damn. original printing from Mind Rot. Oh, I remember oh, a thing. Fuck I'm, yeah, I'm that's so sick. proud. So check out 
FusionGamingOnline.com. Use special promo code CCOFusion5 to get 5% off this week's card of the week. Turgrid that's, got a friend. That's it. They got them in stock. Foils, showcases, showcase foils. If you know, if you need a showcase foil, <laughs> get them now. Get them now before Brando buys fucking all of them. <laughs> hey, hey, man, come on. That's it. That's it, man. I can't believe you remembered that card. That's sick. It's been reprinted ninety-eight thousand times, right? That's but the truth. The original mind rot. It, that's got to be it, right? It's definitely mind rot. It's, it definitely is. It's definitely not Mind Rot. <laughs> but Mind Rot does what you said. Yeah, I know. And it's got a dude whose like, brain is exploding out of his forehead. I This is the card that I described. You're right. But this is not the card I was thinking. Huh. This is, this is where we have ended up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Spice Calculator. Spice Calculator. And, and bad news. Bad news. Bad news bears for the Spice Calculator. Uh-oh. It turns out that, that Anfernee's list... Kind of looks a little bit like the stock list on EDHREC.com. Uh-oh. We'll still go through it. We'll still talk about the particulars. Let's hit it. There's 65 of these decks at the time of this recording. That makes Sorolf Realm Eater the 29th most popular Golgari commandy. Puts him right above Umori the Collector, super fun ooze guy, and right below Sapling of Kalfenor. Ah. He's a tree folk guy. It's fine. Yeah, he's he's in the he's in the dregs is the point. Yeah, 29th, <laughs> way down there. So we encourage people to build fun and unique commandies. Love the love the art on Seralf. Very excellent. The the non-showcase one I like better, I think. I agree. Yeah, it's got the northern lights and the evergreen trees and a giant fucking dog that's going to come and bite your head off in one bite. He looks pretty epic. I like that. I like he, the epicness of that art. Yeah, very excellent. And we go down 3.22 average CMC. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. It's lots of removal. It's going to be lower than that 3.5 kind of casual checkpoint, right? Sure. Uniqueness rating. This is cards different than the stock page on EDHREC.com. Oh, here we go. Eh, only 17. Oh, <laughs> no. 17. So you punch it all in, you get a 35.3 spice. Duh. You know, you got to be saying something about a deck that's got 65 builds, even though it's new. It's down on the dregs. We're doing something with like a unique kind of control commander that doesn't just say counter everything, tax everything type control deck. Sure. Non-blue-white X control deck. Non-traditional control. I dig that. I like that. Yeah, and that's that. that's what we're about. So, Anthony, big thanks for sending the deck in. Awesome to be featured in the Ark of, what did you call it? The Ark of Kaldheim Commanders? Yeah. Yeah, okay. With a K and a C. Yeah, A-K-C. It's like uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. That's That's O- Oh, Casey. <laughs> oh, wait, Oklahoma's one word. So that'd be O-C-T. <laughs> well, basketball abbreviations are not our strongest suit, it turns out. <laughs> um, this is why my bracket always gets busted. No shit. Every time I play the bracket for the... Are we sports March- balling again? We're doing it again. March Madness, I play this the bracket every year here just in the office. Yeah. Every year my bracket gets busted on the first game. No shit. Oh. Five years in a row. I just, I, I can't do it. I just, you gotta no one. Wonder- you got to put your 20 bucks in or whatever, and somebody just fucking takes it, yeah. puts it right into their pocket. It's like, here's, some mo- here's my money for my thing. And they just take it from me, and they just crumple my fucking bracket up and throw in the garbage. Oh, man, that's great. Hey, well, hey, it. you know oh, what? We shit. we weren't entirely wrong about uh, the Super Bowl, hey? No, we weren't. Well, you you, never, you never read it against Tom Brady is the story, right? Yeah. And, uh, and 
the Bucks defense showed the fuck up. Hey, just yeah. like I was talking about Denver's defense showing up. Yep. And turns out we they took your advice, but the wrong team. <laughs> 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 uh, shout out to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I guess one of them must listen. Yeah, I guess they must listen more than Watsy does. Oh. Does is Tom Brady a member of the nation? Uh, and should we brag about that? He's very divisive. Although him being drunk on that boat, throwing the trophy across into a different boat. Oh yeah. Oh fuck, that's great. That's excellent. Uh, I don't know if he's in the nation. He might be. He probably is. Him or Gronk. Oh, and you know what else I called too? I was talking about. Um, and, and I, I'm a Peyton Manning fan, obviously, from his time in Tennessee and the Colts and the Broncos. And I called him being a first-round Hall of Famer, getting voted in this year. Everybody knew it was going to happen. Well, whatever. You still called it. <laughs> still we'll, called we'll account it. Anytime we'll we're right, we're it. fucking yeah. right. And we'll remind people that we're right. That's right. Well, remind everybody where to go for all their gaming needs. Big thanks to Anthony. Final thought of the day. And for me, thank you very much for sending in this unique control deck. It's great to see that people are already building and doing cool-ass shit with the new commanders, even if they are exceptionally wordy. Big thanks to FusionGamingOnline.com, where you can use CCO promo code CCOFusion5 to get 5% off your entire order. Let them know that their partnership with us is a good one. Thank you, Business Daddy, for helping us keep the lights on. Thank you to all of you for listening to the show, giving us a reason to keep the lights on by listening to the show and taking it in through your ear holes, your eye holes, and whatever other hole through which you imbibe of the show. And we're going to be back next week with another really interesting, super cool Call Time Commander on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!